Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well. Welcome back to what has been a crazy week for fantasy footy coaches. We've deliberately recorded this episode as late in the round uh, or as weak as possible for this very reason. Things are changing a lot super fast, and we want to make sure the information we give you and the content we provide is as valid and helpful as possible. And that's what we're doing on this laser sharp podcast episode. Joining me on this podcast, and there's a fair chunk of stuff we're going to power through is Kane. Hello, buddy. How are you doing? Very well, MJ. Yeah, there's been a lot of news, a lot of stuff to sift through. Mm -hmm. It seems like we have done a full 360. We've sort of ended up back where we started in the terms of at this point of recording. I think we're probably going to say that a hundred times tonight, but... (laughs) The Gold Coast and Hawthorne game will go ahead. Yes, yep. there's been some venue changes. Some games have been moved to Sydney. Yep. Um, for a fantasy perspective, doesn't really impact us. Nope. If they're going ahead, which at this point in time, we have to assume they are. Yep. Um, probably the trade plans you had, you know, really early on a Monday, late in a Sunday, probably still hold true. For the most part, if they're good plans, they should. So you might have heard, maybe you heard on Wednesday night, that it was the best 18 in super coach. The impending thought was dream team would be the same. And AFL fantasy was a to be determined. And some coaches were thinking, okay, we'll probably get averages like we did last year. Here's what it is. It's not four weeks of buy rounds. It is still at this stage of time, three multi-buy rounds of round 12, round 13, and round 14. To be clear, those three weeks are the rules you've been building to all year. Best 18 is what's going to count. So 18 available options, three trades a week across all the formats in AFL Fantasy. It's use them or lose them, while DT and Supercoach, they are coming out of your bank of 30 trades. So before we look at buy rounds, and of course, there is some buy round advice we've given our Patreons. If you want to go and check that out, that all the links for our Patreon army, you can find that at coachespanel.tv. But Kane, it feels like a really interesting week on a couple of levels. And one of them is because we got... Certainly in Dream Team and Fantasy, but solid enough scores out of these two um, cash cows that have had a couple of price rises now. I'm, I'm alluding to Ryan Burns from St Kilda and Caleb Poulter from Collingwood. Both had underwhelming performances on the weekend from a, getting the four points, but both of those two were arguably inside their squad's best performances. They've been named, barring injury, they should play at this point in time. But they've already had a couple of price rises. But of all our cash cow options that are coming through, they seem to be ones that coaches are considering. So I'll pose the question to you like this to kick off the episode. If you're a non-Burns and Poulter owner across the formats, are they viable options this week? I think they absolutely are, MJ. Now, the really hard thing is, like you said, they've had a couple of price rises. Mm. So unfortunately, um, you know, like points, we've missed that cash for people that jump on now. People that jumped on Earlier, um, particularly with Burns, there was a lot of job security issues initially. You know, there was a Seb Ross out of the side at one point, and obviously the Saints team has not been firing. But like you said, on the weekend, he was one of the you know I think he might have been spots, best. Really, yeah. he was definitely probably in their best six. Now it was a 111 point loss, but sure. credit to Ryan, he's actually the job security. You feel really good about it now. Now, yeah. 
obviously you feel better when he's just turned up too. You know, clearly got his hands on the foot. He worked really hard. And it says a lot about him as a player to do that in a loss when the team as a whole aren't mm. performing. Because we know that's the criticism of a lot of their players. You know, mainly yes. Bradley Hill wears a lot of that. That, you know, when the team's going well, so is he. Yeah. Now, that's always chicken and the egg, isn't it, MJ? Yeah. If the team's going well, Brad Hill goes well, and then vice versa. So um, credit to Ryan Burns. Job squad, he does look good. And then Poulter as well. Yeah. Really, really hard work. Um, kicked that really timely goal. Obviously, that was a really heartbreaking loss for the Pies because um, they were great all day. They really took it up yeah, to the power. Um, but in the end, you know, the power won. But yeah, Poulter, extremely impressive. Hasn't left that side since he came in. No. Um, you know, really hard worker on the outside, finds all the ball, good build, um, ticks a lot of boxes. And yeah. obviously the major box that we're, we're loving with both of these guys is they have the last buy. So we have the yeah. ability to run them all the way up. Um, that big, big score that we had on the weekend will roll out as we head in yeah. to that buy. So you're probably going to be able to move them what you'd think at real peak price. Mm-hmm. Now, the tricky thing is, and this is what makes this decision hard is, how much cash are we going to get by the time we move these guys on? We're talking two yeah. to three price rises. You know, both of these guys, I will preface it with this. They did flag today in Gill's press conference. There could be fixture changes because this situation is so fluid and moving around. So yeah. that is a risk. Now, it's probably a very small likelihood that, you know, the Collingwood and St. Kilda buy will be moved yep. from round 14. but in this current climate, it's more of a possible. possibility than it was exactly than it was a couple of days ago. Um, so you got to work at the cash now. Two price rises in a in a DT and SC situation. Helpful. What are you talking, MJ? You're probably talking somewhere between seventy five at a low, to seventy to one hundred and twenty. Yeah, yeah. One fifty is really hard unless you go bang again with probably a ninety plus. Yep. Um, because they are in that in that price range now where. You know, the real big jump has probably already happened, um, which was last week. Mm. But again, is 120K, it's quick is it cash. Worth the trade? Is it worth the trade? You know, we've got a couple of debutants already yeah. named. We've got, you know, another fellow Saint, um, Oscar Cleverino, who's a key position defender. Um, you know, you wouldn't have him at the top of your priority list. Nope. Again, that's another line in that Saints team that, has been chopping and changing all year. They've had no continuity in that um, part of the ground. Yeah. Now, Riley Garcia is a midfielder. He's come in for uh, Adam Trelaw. It's a great opportunity. Yep. Again, do you really want to grab him on debut against yeah. Melbourne, who's been a really hard team? And that, bull- that Bulldog side team. is stacked? Probably yeah. not. So the one that really jumps out is Trent Bianco. We've been pumping him up for a while. The numbers speak for themselves. The guy in his two VFL games is pretty much had mid twenties in disposals, led the team them, yeah. in tackles. Um, he ticks a lot of boxes from a fantasy perspective. Even as a junior MJ, we we spoke about him because his junior numbers were great. He had that score build that we like. Yeah. Again, the risk is we've had this story before. I well, you think about before, Collingwood. Rantel we've got Rantel, McRae, Kelly. So there's always this concern that keeps coming from Collingwood of. At any given moment, they're going to flick the switch and change. And it's why people might have hesitated on Poulter right at the very yeah. start of going, I know I know how this game plays. I know this narrative out of Collingwood. Whereas Poulter's just been so good. Um, yeah, that's at, the thing. He sees it, hasn't he, MJ? He sees yeah. that opportunity and he's produced a great score 
He's also got DPP. So Fultz obviously your mid forward. Bianca is your mid back. Yeah. You cannot have enough DPP at this time of year. The amount of times in the it's buy period you. you can get bailed out by doing a DPP move, um, it is invaluable. And in particular, a guy on the round, round 14, yeah. 14, Blanco, you're going to run him to that buy, but you'll probably hold. He's probably not a guy that you move on at his buy, I wouldn't think, um, unless yeah. you're really in trouble. So what happens then is, MJ, you're bringing in a guy at a base price. Yeah. Obviously, your expectation is, I want him to play for three weeks. True. I need three games out of you. Now, particularly, you want 12 and 13, sit on the pine in 14. Yeah. You've got a DPP flexibility for the rest of the year. I hope you're on the pine. If you're not, at least you give me... It gives you something to move. Me an extra option. Yeah. So that's... That's... Really, the decision is a lot easier in yeah. DT and SC. You can have that's a look it. for two weeks. If he you plays round 13... You can trade him. Yeah, it's a bit easier. It doesn't now, matter. AF, it is very hard when we get to this point in the season to get bargain basement players. Yeah. Particularly ones, like I mentioned before, that we've flagged before, Yeah, have shown great scoring potential. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just junior numbers. But when we see two VFL games, he's only played two. He did have a knee injury preseason. That's right. He has ticked the boxes as good as anyone. So anyway. now you've got to think... The point that Collingwood's at in their season, they're not making finals. Nope. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Nope. But now you look on the flip side and you go, this is a guy that's playing in a side that that back line, look at some of the numbers that those backs put up on the weekend. And exactly. I'm talking Roughhead. I'm talking Darcy Moore. We know Jack Crisp scores wherever, wherever he is. Yeah. Three plays. John Noble, just throughout his time at the Pies. Really capable scorer. Nathan Murphy. Nathan Murphy, prior to his concussion, looked like a really solid guy back there, you know, albeit scoring mid-50s, but he doesn't have that pedigree that a Bianco has. So I see the appeal for some people going, you don't get a chance to recoup that extra bit of cash. You know, we're Mm. talking, we're talking he's half the price of Poulter, MJ. Yeah. Poulter's up in the 340s. Burns is up in the 330s. Yeah. To grab that is nice. The thing I will say is, even if Bianco has a great week, and I'm talking 80 plus, he probably only just pushes 200K. If a Poulter goes 65, 55, he's going to go up 40K, 45K. So that's the thing. I think personally, you can wait on Bianco. I agree. Get a look at him. You've got two really good guys there. Again, some people will be sitting here saying, Kane, I've already got both these guys. Well, that, yeah. that's really, really lucky you can start looking at a little bit more adventurous, mm-hmm. a little bit more advantageous for your buy. You yep. can never be fully comfortable with your buy strategy. Now, if you're ticking off your buy strategy, you got some guys like Poulter and Burns, then you start looking at Deadwood. You start looking at guys that aren't going to be there for you. Maybe you've got a Harry Sharp. Yeah, who's got an LTR not coming back for a long time? Um, you know, maybe you've got a guy like um, Lloyd Meek. Maybe you've got a Brockman. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got a Rantel. You know, these type of guys. There'll That's be guys on your bench that you know you are happy with, and maybe you're at a position then when you can go else. I'll take the hundred, hundred thirty k 
move my fattened cow to a Bianco. Yeah. I'm feeling good depth and that's a great spot. But I feel like if you're choosing a Bianco over a Poulter and a Burns, mm. um, I think that's an option you can circle back to next week. And don't forget next week, you'll have exactly. an extra trade. You'll have a third trade to use. Yeah. And you, so just you get, get that, that extra information. Yes, you, exactly right. And, and you'll get that opportunity to get that extra premium into your team because of that. I, I agree. I think in Dream Team and Supercoach, don't waste the trade. Bank the time you've got. You're down to best, best 18 next week. You shouldn't be at a position where you need a cow on the ground. The cows at this point, in terms of trading in it to a cash cow, what it really is, is just opening up money to make a premium upgrade. You shouldn't be looking at the cows you're bringing in going, oh, I need him at M8 or I need him at F6. You're not looking at a player like that. All cows are at this point in time in the year is culls for cash. And by the time you exit out of the buys, if they're playing on the field and generating money, that's great. If they're giving you a little bit of coverage, yeah, that's great. But these next four weeks, you're looking for two key things and nothing more. Execution on cash generation, both in making upgrade trades and freeing up and getting as many premiums as you can on your field so that by the time you're entering into round 15, you're as close to a completed side as possible. So I'm with you. Dream Team and Supercoach, don't even think about it. Wait two weeks, get more data and go for it. AFL Fantasy, agree. The break-even's there. You can wait, you can hold, position yourself so that next week with that additional trade, I think it's great advice. You can you can move quickly if the break-even's right and the role is there. One thing I will say I'm thinking in DT and SC is that's a format where you are really trying to acquire these guys, the top guys in their line. Yeah. So if that extra 150K that you can enable by, you know, skipping a Poulter or a Burn, getting Bianco mm. gets you to a tier of player that Callum you Mills. couldn't get otherwise. Let's yeah, exactly. If you, if you start like getting to your Callum Millses, um, your Clayton Olivers, your McCrae's, um, I don't think there's a Ford at Zorko would be the closest the moment that I'd have in yeah. that. Uh, possibly, possibly, yeah. um, you know, Gorn and Grundy obviously do their thing. Now that's a bit different because there is a format where trades are scarce. Mm. And that's a move where, as we talked about um, previously, we said, if you're not careful with your premiums, just because they're a little bit cheaper or they yeah. might have a better buy than someone else, these big premiums can run down those points you lose in one Real week, fast. that 50 points you lose in one week, they can run it home. They can run it down and then run home. So that's probably the only scenario I see where you go, I'm going to take Bianco straight away this week yeah, that's because sure. I get to an Uber premium that I love. Yeah. Now it has massive risk because you could just be trading a guy that's a one way. And this, is, and, this, and this is probably where MJ gets the biggest risk. You start moving Powell, Cozzy, Scott, Best 22s. Those three in particular, when fit, again, Scott's obviously out this week after a head knock. You know, Powell is losing cash, but Still he's playing. in that side. Cozzy, again, ticking along. Yep. Put yourself in a position where next week you've traded a guy that was playing. And I say next week, I mean, obviously, if they've got their buy, but when, sure. they're, when their team's playing, they are available for you. You trade them to a guy like, Bianco straight off the bat and he's yeah. not playing the next week More and you've got work. 17. Now all of a sudden you're losing 40, 50 points a week, depending how those guys would have scored. So that's the risk. Um, 
And that's the risk some people have to take to get that big score, scoring premium. Totally. Um, but it does have risk on the backside doing so. Yeah, I think that's it's a real fascinating one. And it gets to this interesting point too. And a month ago and even the weeks prior, I've been really big on, hey, don't trade into these guys that have got this first buy round, especially with your stepping stones or your, your cash cow options, because you're stunting that growth opportunity. But if we were to look at round the teams that at least that we know right now are on the round 12 buy. Now, the caveat is that Kane did so brilliantly at the top of this episode was, Things are changing constantly. Remember, 24 hours ago, it was a best 18 in Supercoach this week. Now, it's a full round. So with AFL clubs and players in fixtures and grounds, things are moving. The AFL will want over this next three weeks, they do have some freedom and flexibility because at least with their commercial interests, there are already going to be a limited number of games. So they've got some moving pieces over these next three weeks, while the potential only one major week of impact in Melbourne with the um, snap lockdown that's happening there is impacting us. We don't know what these next three weeks look like other than it's best 18 if it's a multi-buy round, which I believe there won't be any reason for it not to be a multi-buy round. Um, so it'll be best 18, three trades a week, use them or lose them. However, I give this preamble for this reason. The current round 12 teams we know, there are some players right now that are priced very, very tempting and have what at least we know so far a really nice fixture. I'll give you some players that I'm, I'm alluding to, Kane. Nick Haynes in Supercoach, I think by the end of this week, he's going to be 300,000. And he's averaged over his past two years, 98 and 87, finally, after playing on the wing. And we've seen GWS adjust and move now that their key pillars are back like Whitfield, that they've moved, what, Kelly, back into the mids. We've seen Haynes back in defensive because these great strong ball users don't have to replace these roles. They're not plug and playing options. You've got Josh Kelly, who's had three great tons in a row. Lockie Whitfield, probably the best game I've seen him play last week. And we know historically what he can be. Tom Mitchell has had two big weeks out of the last three. Got a really nice matchup and away we go. Then you've got coming shortly, probably after the bye, not a trade for now, but a Patrick Dangerfield coming into a weekend forward line. We've got five or six really nice options with good value and good fixtures coming through. Here's my question after all that. Can you trade in a player that has a known round 12 buy where you will get one game this week, you will not get them next week, but it helps your structure over the final 13 weeks. Can you make those trades? Absolutely, MJ, in short. Absolutely you can, because especially for the players that you mentioned there, you know, maybe outside of Haynes, people would not classify him as a, a premium. Again, if he gets back to the numbers that you mentioned the last two years at that price, he's absolutely someone you'd think about keeping till at mm. least the, the very, very end of the season where it's ultra luxurious. Um, but those other guys, you know, Kelly, Dangerfield, Tom Mitchell as examples, yeah. um, you know, throw Aaron Hall in as well, maybe absolutely. to replace Dangerfield because he's, he's up and about right now and, and Danger's obviously coming back. Um, absolutely can, because really, when you're picking those guys, especially as I mentioned in DT and Supercoach formats, they're keepers for the year. That that's yeah. their intention. So when you're thinking about the year, yeah, as you said, if we want to pick out numbers, we could say they're only playing one game in the next two weeks. But realistically, anyone you pick now is playing one is playing 
um, hopefully, if they stay fit, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're going to play, they're going to miss one game for the remainder of the year. You yeah. know, that no, no player, um, we don't have in season, in season trade player, um, would, ne- would not have a buy around, but yeah. we don't. Everyone no. is going to miss around um, due to the buys. And there is some advantage in trading in a player. You know, we've, we've seen people, MJ, trade in players who are premiums in their buy round. Yeah, because it helps them with that, the moves that, they want to make. Yeah. Because they, they want to they set themselves up for a future week. So um, I have no issue with it. I just feel they have to be keeper worthy in my mind or such extraordinary value or you, you have, have such go, a yeah. good buy structure that you make the move now because yeah buy you know a lot of people say you know you want to have a lot of bodies the thing with the buys is you don't want too many bodies you want mm. to make sure you've got enough bodies there's no point having um 22 available yeah. in the first if it doesn't really help you again as you were saying MJ, the buys is sort of you know You've got to view the three rounds as one as week. One big you, week. Again, you could have a great week and rise the rankings. Yeah, because um, you know everyone's differently. It's a really um, exciting period for that way because a lot of stuff can happen. But my my point is, sometimes by just getting eighteen through the first week, mm. you can really push in the other weeks and make moves to boost that. You know, often um, the people who get through that first twenty-two. Maybe they got lucky with a couple of cash cows that they That's thought right. would be playing or wouldn't be playing. And as we've seen, sometimes having 22 isn't better than eight. If you're pulling out scores of 30, 40, 40, and, you've, and your 18th score was 45, like you haven't really There's gained that much. So yeah, I have no problem about it at all. You just want to make sure that they are a player that you really, really want. You know, you're yeah. not just going, oh, it's a great matchup this week. You know, you yes. really got to be, especially in those limited trade formats going, this is a guy I wanted for the for the year. Oh yeah, I can afford it. It's not gonna. I'm not gonna have 14 guys the first, you know, first buy round. Um, so yeah, I got no problem at all. And, and some of those guys you mentioned are genuine elite they guys fit in that their category, line. don't they? And that's the thing I see with coaches. They it happens every single year. Is they get preoccupied with the amount of numbers on field. They get preoccupied with backloading the buys. Like just think about round 14 for a second in terms of the cows people are aiming to move on. You've got two trades this week, then two rolling locks of three. So you could use a maximum of 11 trades between now and then. Now in the limited trades formats, that's about a third, that's more than a third of your available trades. So I don't know a lot of people that plan to go that heavy, but let's throw that out. These are the cows people will be considering moving on at the back of these multi-buy rounds. Jordan will be moving him on. Collier Dawkins through the midfield will be wanting to move him on. Burns will be wanting to move him on. Have I mentioned Jordan yet? I think I have, but I want to mention him again, just in case I haven't. You have Chad Warner. Chad Warner. Then you've also got Caleb Poulter. Then you've got a bunch of new ones that have come through this round that people might be looking at, like a Bianco. Then you've got the potential deadweight cows that you might want to be looking to get rid of from round 14, such as a Finlay McRae. There's five or six guys right there already that have hit, they have hit their peak value with probably the exceptions of Burns and Poulter. 
you can't have them all playing through 12 and 13 to maximize points on field and then just think in three trades, you'll magically get rid of them. It's why you need to see not just these next three weeks or four weeks as one big week from a buy run. You need to go, okay, we are entering into round 11. What does my team look like? Entering into round 15, what does my team look like? Okay, now you're forecasting and forecasting can change. It's basic math here of going, what do I team look like? Who do I want to trade in? When do I need to trade them out? How can I afford that? When should I be doing and, it? And MJ, that like is why that people stuff. say they want to avoid round 12. Because yeah. if you take on a round 13 or 14 player, <sighs> just say you take on one of them, you've yeah. got options. Because yeah. what happens is you might be looking at your team now and we speak about, you know, count your premium. That's right. Because you can allow it. You know, you might come to round 13 and go, wow, I wasn't expecting to get Rantel, McRae and Brockman all name. You might get lucky. You know, I was, I thought I'd have, you might get lucky and have 21 then. Now what can you do? Okay. That round 14 guy that I'm banking on right now in Jordan, you yeah. know what? I've already got 21. So what, you know what I'm going to do? Price. I'm going to move him on. I'm going to move him on to around 12 player. That's the, that's the advantage of a later buy. You can mm. see. And when, if you do want to trade, you have the option of trading to people off the buy. That's why people yeah. say, ideally the last buy, because you've got two weeks to look at it and you've got 12 teams available to trade to. Yeah. But even still, the middle buy, at least you have six teams to choose from. Correct. If you want to trade. Now, as you said, you may go, I don't want to trade Riley Collier Dawkins at his buy because yeah. I'm okay in round 13. And, you know, I want to keep him for the rest of the year as cover, whatever your sure. reason may be. That is why that discussion that we had earlier about can you trade in a round 12 guy mm. or to keep it simple, a first round buy team mm. or player um, comes in because everyone goes, if I choose someone in 13 or 14, at least I have the, the option to move them to someone that's had the buy. If you oh, do it in round 12, you can't do that. So that's why that conversation comes up a lot. But you're right. Just by saying, I want round 14 of everything. Well, you're, you're either going to have not enough players or not enough trades to move them. You will have to use, like you mentioned there, probably going to have to use some trades in round 13 to not just clear round 13. But round 14 as well. Guys, but then round 14. So that's where the balance is really hard, in particular when you have dead wood. Because if yeah. you've got dead wood, it's really hard to get to 18, let alone, you know, above that. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting point now is we're starting to see, like you've said, this bunch of Deadwood guys. Look, I, I think Brockman will come in and have to play at some point because he's done well at VFL level. McRae, I'm not sold. I, I think outside of one and good quarter. MJ, it has to be in the next three weeks. That's yeah. the issue. Because if it's not. It's not, will we see him again? I yeah. think we will see him again. But, it but won't the question matter. everyone wants to know is, I don't, I don't need him after round 14. No. I don't ever want to see him. In my field again. Mm -hmm. I want to have a full premium team by then. That's right. Will Will he appear in the next? Will Rantel appear in the next three weeks? Will Brockman appear in the next? Like that's what people have to ask themselves Correct. because, and again, I think a lot of coaches have done this for a reason. I don't want to trade a guy that's made no cash or very little cash. I want to just hope they reappear. Yep. You know, they come back in like a high one did. Now you hope they stick around. Sure, but. That's why people who, you know, especially people who are doing well, they're aggressive. They want to get their teams 
quick as as, as full premium as possible. Mm-hmm. They're not trading those guys. They're no. going. I'm just going to cycle the guys that are making cash. That's right. And hope they appear. Now, now the times arrive. Will it's they, now? They appear in the next three. I don't know. I sure hope so. But <laughs> I think we have to, like you said, prepare that they, we're not going to get lucky. Now, That's right. this is when you've got to make another decision. Mm. Do you just say, well, you know what? I'm not spending a trade mm. moving a Rantel, again, for example, to Bianco. To Bianco to get 50 points for exactly. one week in a buy. I'd rather play 17. Because right. as you know, MJ, at the end of the season, those final three, four weeks, there's going to be injuries, you know, Resting. surgeries that get put in, all those things. And all of a sudden, 40 points that you made up in round 13 in a yeah. buy round uh, seems minuscule yeah, to the 200 points you can lose not having a player or having to play 21 Over a three or four-week period, yeah. Oh, it's... it's, it's it's horrible yeah. to be a sitting and that's the risk reward of bouncing this sort of stuff. So I guess my tip is there is not the end of the world. If you can't get to 18, yep. don't break your side. Mm-hmm. Don't break your structure. Don't start moving guys um, because they're playing one week as cash cows. That's right. Cause you're only going to dig yourself a deeper hole. Massive hole. You, you, you'll create for your team a, a, a problem that, you're kicking the can down the road for future you to have to deal with that trade. So every trade right now has to improve your team, not just for one week, but for the long term. It, it should always do that. Now replacing well, think an about MJ when people traded, people traded Flynn, and they they sorry, when Flynn missed earlier, MJ people said, oh, I don't want to trade Flynn. You know, which mm. now is looking like a great move. But yeah. what they did was they traded someone who made no cash Tracy and Tracy awarded them with 20 points yeah like you'd be better to just keep like imagine if that player was a Bergman or imagine if that player correct was a Cozzy you know or, or something like that and you moved them to a Tracy you know maybe you took your your 50 60k because you said oh I need I don't have a zero and you got 20 points matter. out of it Donuts like don't matter. that's where sometimes you have to think now yeah, obviously people thought he'd score more than a 20 but the point remains Trades are super important. You can make up so much gap at the end of the year. Your ranking right now, as good as you know, I know right now you're, I think you're inside the top 10 in dream team and, um, you know, doing quite nicely in AFL fantasy as well. And you and I are chugging along. Okay. And super coach Uh, as our number of members of the other coaches panel, I think there's like four of the coaches panel inside the top dozen or so in dream team. It's nice and chunky from the panel over in that format of the game. Here's the thing. Your rank right now is a reflection of where you are. The next month is a reflection on how well you've planned and executed. Because right now there's teams that have got lucky. There's also teams in in the sense of they've picked the right guy at the right time, or they've made lots of injury force trades, or they've just got rid of Deadwood, or there's lots of different reasons why up until this point, a coach can have a good run. These next four weeks, coaches that have sideways a lot and have got points on field, but haven't made their team better. We'll, they'll get found out over the next month. People that have just sideways traded injured players or got rid of Deadwood for Deadwood for Deadwood, they'll have lost cash generation. This next month is the time to get aggressive with your trades because you want to exit round 15 with the best side. Ian McCray, one of our Patreons, has asked in a limited trades, like how many trades should you have at this stage? And the answer for you, Ian, is... There is no ideal. The question is, rather than how many trades should you have left, the question is, how many more premiums do you need to get on your field? 
that should determine how many trades you need. Because in Dream Team and Supercoach, for an upgrade, bank two. It's going to cost you an upgrade and a downgrade for every single premium. So if you've got six more to go, that's going to cost you 12 trades. How many you got left? Because what you do want to have is three to four over the back end of the year. Now, the back end of the year could be from round 15 onwards if your team's locked. But you want three to four because, like you said, injuries will happen. Restings will happen in key times. And if you're in contention, my advice, and I know Rids has said it for way longer than I have, is if you're in contention, go all in because you never know if you'll be in contention next year. You never know if you get the bad luck of injuries. You never know. And there is luck as a factor in the game. But if you're in contention, and contention is you're within 100 points a week from now to the end of the year. If you're within 100 points of the number one rank leader, have a crack. Have a go. It'd be better to finish at 2,000 or 5,000 or 20,000 knowing you had a crack rather than just conserve your way and drip feed your way to a rank of 1,500. That's a meh ranking. It does nothing. Either go for it and it goes great and you get inside the top 100, you get inside the top 50, you win the prize. Or you end up in the back of the pack in the pack 20,000 and you just go, what happened? I was aggressive. Didn't work out for me, but I learned a lot. That's how you should be approaching this next month. Well, that's the thing, MJ. It's hard to give advice if you're not playing the game, if you're not really dialed in because when you've had those experiences in the past, I think we've all had moments that that stick in our memory going, she's, it was a, 50-50 50-50 decision. You know, mm-hmm. one for me a, a few years back was um, do I grab Buddy Franklin or Toby Green when he was uh, moving into the midfield? I think it was maybe yeah. his second or third year. Um, and I took, you know, this is I took the established guy. You know, yeah. Toby, Toby Green was in an amazing run of form, but I thought I'll take the established guy and um, Buddy Franklin was a laid out the next week. <laughs> and Toby Green, I think, scored 160. Oh, and you boy. think to yourself, that was a decision based on I don't want to take the big risk. You know what yeah. I mean? I was in a good position. I was about eighth, I think, at the time. And I thought, I'm just going to play the play straight, straight back. back. <laughs> and I think to myself, when I play now, I think, don't be scared to pick that guy if you if you like what he's doing, yeah. just because it's different. You know, yeah. and the only way you can learn is by taking those things and they will help you in the future because Correct. that's a beautiful thing about playing this game. Absolutely. While there's a lot of stuff that's different, similar scenarios pop up Every year. year after year, and you can lean on um, your past experiences. You can talk to other people, which we always encourage here, is mm. talking to other people, just running a trade by someone else. Even if you think you know exactly what you want to do, the amount of times, you know, speaking to you, Rids, Fish, anyone else um, in the coaches panel, even people who ask me a question about their own team. Yeah. And I see something I didn't see in my own team initially, like just that thought process helps yeah. so much and um to be honest that's we all know that's the funnest that's the best part of it outside oh, really. of winning we the prize love, we that's all the best part love yeah yeah we'd have to ask rids about that i haven't quite scaled that mountain well, yet R- rids and fish have scaled is, that yeah. is this conversation they have they have but yeah i think you just have to back yourself in and as yeah. you said it's okay again maybe you do just want to have you know settle in that rank but you'll find yourself down the track thinking geez imagine if i'd really just gone wall pushed the envelope took that yeah. chance it's um but as a rule of thumb if you count the premiums that you still need to add to your side um and you double that 
number. Yeah. That's the very least to get full premium. And again, it's okay not to get full premium because what happens to some people is they go, you know what? There's three rounds to go. Paulie Dawkins is on my field. He's scoring 75, 80. Um, it's close enough. I, I can't get him up. I can't get him up to something better. I'm not going to waste the trade. And yeah. you just roll with it. So, well, it's why yeah, people it's, haven't it's moved Warner on at this point. Mostly, yeah. it's like oh, he's in about 15 points of most premium scores. Yeah, the four so lines, lines horrible this year. Yeah. Um, I'll just wait till the buy. So, yeah, again, full premium is just a goal we all have. And obviously, Correct. the ideal of that is the top players in each line. Totally. Now, no one ever achieves that. You nope. know, no one ever achieves that perfect side because even if it's total points, as we always say, it's from it's when you from trade when, yeah. them in. Yeah. So as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, there's going to be players now that are not even on our radar that, we'll that finish in the top six in their line, in the forward and back line for the run home. There's right. going to be guys in the midfield that finish in the top eight that we said, oh my God, imagine if you pick them. And if you do pick them, that is how you make a massive charge in the back end. Yeah. Um, and those guys come with a lot of risk because typically yep. they've had poor starts the first half of the season. You know, they might be a, a 90 guy right now that goes at 110. Fly. So again, yeah. there's no bad ideas in this game. There's just different ways to play. And at the end of the day, we're all governed by how many points some guys score on a football field. So um, yeah, and it's totally yeah, don't, don't lose that enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. Don't lose yeah. that enjoyment. Um yeah, it's a very interesting time of the year. It's a very exciting time for coaches who really love the game because, as you mentioned, yeah. MJ, it's when all that time. planning, it's all that stuff in the preseason you put a lot of time into. It's yeah. where you've been really disciplined in your team going, yes, I know everyone's grabbing this guy or I really want to grab this guy, but you know what? I can't grab McRae now because I've already got Parrish, Merritt, Walsh, yeah. you know, whatever your combination is. I have to go, you know what? I have to be disciplined. It's only going to hurt my side. For three more you know, weeks, yeah. All yeah. those things. So it's that really exciting time of the year. It really is. It, it is. Uh, hey, we might look to wrap up this episode in a minute, but I think Phelan's got a nice uh, Patreon question to wrap us up. We've tried to, as we always do, make sure we're supporting everybody that listens to this episode, but certainly our Patreons. They are a key part of also helping formulate how we build these content uh, articles. He's got this question. I think it's interesting for this reason. We've already alluded to the front half, but the back half I think is important. In Supercoach, but I think it's across the formats applicable. He's thinking of bringing in a Jack Steele this week with a round 14 by for a Warner in the forward line. So using some DPP, I assume. But to support it, I need to get Scott out of his side to bring in either Madden or do a Jordan to Wakeman. So you've got two guys on the bubble this week in Dream Team and Supercoach. Wakeman looks solid in for the Bulldogs, round 13 by, or Madden for the Brisbane Lions, a defender forward, Injuries have created opportunities, but I thought he was quite good against Richmond last week. Defender forward. So again, you mentioned handy DPP. If you're making a downgrade trade this week, I think I'll ask the question that Phelan's implying, but I'll ask it anyway. If you're making a downgrade trade to one of these guys, do you have to make an upgrade trade now? Or is it okay to bank some cash? Because chances are you're probably not upgrading to around 13 or 14 premium next week. Chances are you're probably not doing it. Chances are you're preparing for some upgrades from there. So if you are making a downgrade this week, do you have to follow it with an additional upgrade trade this week? Well, short answer is no. You never have to do <laughs> anything. But the hard thing is I will say, if you're not using it this week, 
there's no reason to use it. Oh, sorry. There's less reason to use it the next week. Yep. Because again, ideally, the theory would be that you Bring have so much cash that you, you're moving Scott, Harry Jones, and RCD yeah. to three premiums. Like, that's the dream, that you're taking three rookies to three premiums. You've got so much cash. Now, <laughs> the hard thing about storing cash is cash typically 99 times out of 100 equals points. Yep. So the reason you wouldn't do the upgrade is if you can't take someone to someone that you like. Yeah. You know, if your pitch is all, you know, still got cash to make or they're dead wood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, it's no problem to wait. You know, typically when we don't go one up, one down, it's because we love the cows. We love, we, oh, I need these two cows this week. Yeah. I'll worry about the upgrade in the future because in the long run, you know, these guys are good scorers. They're going to make me tons of money. But typically one up, one down works well because it increases your scoring capacity on field. So yeah. I wouldn't be holding an upgrade because you want to wait for them off the buy because those points you could get this week and potentially the following weeks, depending on the player that you pick, True. you know, those are points right here, right, right now. now. We all know, MJ, what happens sometimes when you wait, you have this great plan, and then all of a sudden someone gets injured. Yeah. you got to replace a premium player. And guess Ruins what happens? That 200K that you had in the bank still sits. Doesn't go anywhere. You know, yeah. personally, a couple of weeks ago, had a nice plan. Rowan Marshall goes down. <laughs> you know, another, and I had another injured player whose name escapes me at the moment. But my point is, I couldn't utilize that cash. Yeah. Because it was just injured player to another injured player. And then there's another week where I'm going, geez, if I did that upgrade last week, you know, I'd have a stronger site. So that's that's the thing that we we run into. So that's the risk. Now yeah. I, I do love the theory of having this cash. And like I said, if you got no cows to take up to premiums that you like, totally fine to sit and wait, let them fatten a little bit more. Um, but it does come with a risk just hoarding cash for the sake of hoarding cash because you think you're going to make it all back um, in a couple of moves. Yeah, that's some really, really good advice. So here's what you know. This week, full complement of footy on the horizon for you. Next week and then subsequent two weeks, buy rounds, best 18. And as best we know, we're clear on what those six teams are. The good news is this, if things change, everybody that plays this game is in the exact same position as you. Now, some might get a little bit more luck and rubber the green along the way. That's a part of the year. Luck is a factor. Let's put it this way. If I said to you at the start of last weekend, Jackson McRae is going to pop in Supercoach a 149, but he's still going to be 50 points worse off than what many other people picked as a captaincy score. Most weeks you would have said, I'm banking the McRae score. I'm banking it. Every week. Every week. But now I know Oliver's got a great history against the Crows the past two years, but the point is that's luck. That's, a, that's a, just a part of the luck in the game. People that picked Gorn over Oliver, you would have thought Gorn would smash O'Brien and he did a good score. There's a 120 odd score across the formats. It's a good score. But Oliver was just that big. 
You know what always gets me, MJ? You mentioned mm. those good teams yeah. before that have you. We're the same. You know, this is this is my team more now. or less. And you think yeah. and you think, how did this happen? Rookie roulette, captain yeah. score. Like that's the, the luck. 50, 100 points here and there. 50, 50, 100 points times 10, MJ. Right around. That's a that's a thousand points on a couple of tosses of the coin. Now, you remember the start of the year where say, people were putting things, James Jordan yeah. on the bench and some had him on the field. Some um, had Polter what? this week Those on the ground. start balancing out. Yeah. You know, Your maybe way. you take a bit more of a risk with a VC and you get one. Yeah. Someone on the flip side gets an injury to their captain. Well, they pick they a pick exactly. two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's why you're never really at it. Even if you think you're a like-for-like team, you never. You can it. find these little edges. Sometimes, MJ, it's going... You know what? I've got this premium. He's got a tough matchup. I can loop it with my other, you know, maybe it's a cozy. And yeah. sometimes you just take a 10 points here, take a 20 points here. And the game can change very quickly. The game can change very, very quickly. So don't lose hope because you're not happy with your rank right now. Always say finish the season up, but at the very least, get through the buys. Yeah. See where you maybe are. things will turn because if things turn your way in the buys. And the majority of the competition has some misfortune. You know, maybe there's that premium play that's been killing and they have a couple of poor games. Like it's just a game that can turn super quickly. And even if it's not working for you, again, as we always say, try some different stuff and learn for the next year when you're in a similar position. And maybe this time next year, you are in a really good position. And you've seen an example because you played it out. As I said, don't don't quit. That don't quit on it. No. No, I think it's a nice way to finish off this episode. Hey, mate, appreciate your work. I know you and I are both hitting into lockdown life over the next seven days. So footy and our families are going to be our friends over the next seven days. Appreciate your work, my friend. No worries, MJ. Pleasure as always. If you want to go check out uh, a bunch of different articles that are landed right throughout the week, all the links for that are at coachespanel.tv. You can also find all the links there to support us and join our Patreon supporter group where there are tiers and levels and exclusive access and a bunch of other different rewards. All the links for that, coachespanel.tv. And if you are loving this podcast that we do every single week, there's an exclusive Patreon one that gets dropped um, that you won't hear anywhere else. So you can go and check that out. Um, but if you are loving these, make sure you follow, subscribe, and even nice five-star rating and review it helps others in the fantasy community know what you already do about the coaches panel all right last week before the buys good luck i hope it all goes your way that you win rookie roulette that your captaincy calls nail and that you just enjoy a week of footy after what has been a crazy week for a lot of people good luck and from all of us here at the coaches panel we'll chat to you soon